I don't go into it. It's not about me glorifying it. Most people know and they know exactly where I come from. I think more so, I think they're more surprised how I've changed, how much I have changed. I've been there. Uh, I don't really talk about and go into stuff because I didn't want it affecting me with certain moves I was making. So I didn't kind of, you know, I mean, we've got to be smart. Um, and then, you know, go my own way because I'm a man and I want to be a man and do what I need to do. And I, and I, I thought like my management is, I want it to be a certain way. So, you know, it, weren't, it was a little bit of hard feeling here because obviously he wanted it to do it together and I get it, deal. But then in the end, I feel like things have worked out the right way. Everything works out in time and now I've just become my man and my own lane and someone of my own right as an influencer or someone respected for my pre-post fights analyst and after. So sometimes I get pulled out by the people coming to spar me and then learn the hard way. But I'm not gonna lie, I can't keep fighting a whole internet. Things take time and they're starting to mold and shape now in the right, you know, in the right way. I always say to you, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You've got to have the right pieces and slowly they take their time to form. And then you get the whole picture once you, you know, put the application and time together. You know, sometimes it's missing. If you miss a bit of your infrastructure, you know, your, your whole ship collapses being determined to go through stuff. Travel the world, don't know anyone, still go there like I own the place and get in and people are asleep. <laughs>
then you know you're in a, a bit of a pickle. So your feet are going to be you're one of your first lines of defence, your jab, and then obviously your right hand, and so on. So this is what we're kind of working with these boys in it. And like you say, it literally is a full-time job, but I do many other things because this is just one part of this. So I do this. I've got them into a strength and conditioning program because I think that's quite important for them to try and be fit and durable. Um, those are good shots. I like them. Um, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, we're just saying that there's some boys um, moving around, doing a bit of sparring. I would say I would say it was technical, but that, that was good as well. I saw that; that was lovely turns. Those boys there, they, they went a little bit higher than technical. But you know, the ego kicks in sometimes in boxing. A very, very um, tricky game. You know, boxers are everyone's got an ego. Much of us say like. Um, Oh, let's go like when someone one hits someone hard, they don't go, Oh, you hit me hard, they go back and try and seek revenge. So, you're doing great stuff with the management as well, which you've been into for a few years. Like, what made you get into the boxing management? And obviously, it's not just boxing, you do a bit of music management, isn't it? And then, even football, you sit down Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, talk to me about what made you start black box management. Yeah, well, look, um, to be honest, my bro Dylan was onto me from a long time about many things, but I didn't really see it. Because maybe he saw it differently, he was like, Right, get your coaching badge because then you can probably coach me and be into this, like, or get your manager's license. And I'm like, Listen, man, I come from something else, I'm not really bad, man. I'm next man, you get me? So I was like, Being ignorant. And then I think with everything, people find their own self, they find their own position and their own timing with everything. I don't think the timing aligned at the time when he was telling me, um, you know, we were sparring, we were training, I, was, I used to do the corners, I would say to him, look, try and drop your knees a bit, have softer knees, because, you know, your knees, if they're too straight, it's harder to move and bend and ride shots and pull and do stuff. So if you've got softer knees, it enables you to do stuff. So um, we used to talk about there and he'd come back and say, how's my knees or how's this or how's that? And I say, yeah, just try and work on this. And don't sit in one place too much. Shimmy them up a little bit. Give them a little bit of a fate and then shoot from certain angles. You get me? So we worked on it. And then nice sound, nice good shot. And so that was that part. And then it took a long time. And then I thought, I feel like I've got a lot to give. So what is, is my thing. The management side is a lot of mentoring in the music and in the boxing. Because you've got to talk to them. Uh, mother them, father them, you know, and deal with whatever aspects of emotional stress they go through outside because it reflects in the gym if their mind isn't here. So I do a lot of talking and mental breakdown stuff, you know, what fights or putting things on the bag and try and positioning where your head should be, where your hand should be, and then talking to them about, you know, um, their emotional positions or things outside if home ain't good. You know what I mean? Because they, they become close friends and people you spend a lot of time with, so you've got to kind of look after them. Yeah, it sounds like you do 10 times more than most managers. Yeah, it's I'm, not the, I'm, yeah I'm not the manager that they just say, oh, let's phone this guy and get you a fight. That's not my job. If I've got some people, I want to look after them as much as I can and I want the best for them because then it, it shows that if I've taught them something and I bring out the best in them, it's a reflection of me and that's what it is. It's always a reflection of myself. So I want to try. Them shots are better, weren't they? You can see that, you can hear them when you turn them in. Um, and that's what it is, same like music, you know. Um, we've got a lot of boys, you know, what I managed from the OJB lot and um, Schema is the main one. And I look after a few of the other guys. Really good, really good stuff. Yeah. So, how was it that you, who was your first client in the boxing or was it music? Who's the first person you ever took on? I think on? the music probably was first, you know? Yeah? Yeah, the music was first. And Schema's done great things over the last yeah. few years as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, so we've done some good things. I've got him in, um, I've got him in a movie that should be out on Amazon Prime soon. Got him a deal, uh, a deal, um, lovely shot. Um, and even, even with the with the box 
boxing, a lot of the boys that we were looking after, because me and Dilly are the managers, I was working with them for Richard Riepel, John Hardin, all of them boys were boys I was looking after in the beginning. Um, and then, you know, in my own way, because I want I'm a man and I want to be a man and do what I need to do. And I and I'd like I thought like my management is I want it to be a certain way. So you know, it there was a little bit of a hard feeling here because obviously he wanted it to do it together and I get it deal. But then in the end, I feel like things have worked out the right way. Everything works out in time and now I've just become my man and my own lane and someone of my own right as an influencer or someone respected for my pre-post fights analyst and after. So, you know, I mean, I put a link up in all. God damn, that shit there. Yeah, because obviously looking at you from the outset the last few years, you've done some great things. You always talk really well on camera and um, very mature in the way that you sort of handle stuff. And I'd like to say you're mentoring these fighters, but I think you're sort of a great role model for sort of the youth back there today. Um, that's, that's the aim, isn't it? You've got to try and um, be that, be an ambassador for people. And this is another thing why I went into the promotion as well, because um, there's, I wanted a bit of diversity in the sport. There's not a lot of black promoters. I think there's one. He's from um, Manchester, his name's slipping me right now, but um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of black fighters or fighters from Pat Barrett, is that? That's the one, Pat Barrett, there's, not a, there's not a, a lot of um, ethnics or people from the uh, demographic in boxing in terms of management or promoting. So. 100%, but it's not even that, like the, the boxing industry has been sort of monopolised, that's it, by Matchroom and Frank over the years, and so it's just a hard thing to get into, but you're in a great position to obviously get into it. And obviously, it is, it's not a, it's not an open and shut case where you can just come into this. There's, not, there's a lot of things that went in. I've got some real top people behind who have who've kind of, you know, helped me, given me the, the nod and spoke to me to open that door for me for it to kind of come about. But for me, I'm saying, look, I want, I love the sport. That's why I give it everything. And I think sometimes if you give things, um, you know, everything, you'll get rewarded. And slowly things are coming around. I do talk to a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters are coming to me and I just give it all my all. And I feel like, you know, irrespective if it's black, white, brown, whatever, there's still a cultural aspect on where you, you're, you know, the cosmopolitanness of London, it's not reflected in the business side of boxing. So that's what wanted, wanted me to do that. And for grassroots boxing, so I can control and give these boxers a home to go out on the platform and make sure they get out instead of asking someone a favor, can you put my boy on, can you do this? I'm in control of my destiny and their destiny. You know, getting them onto the big platforms is another thing, yes. But for me right now, I want to be in control, say, all right, guys, this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be fighting this day, three months, do this, do that, or it's two months, or it's six weeks, whatever it is. But I'm in control yeah. of all of that. And um, I think it's been quite important and, 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 and building. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy with what I do. These guys are all there. There's guys from all types of different levels. They come here, they watch me, they just train, they train around me. Because it's like, I'm not um, shying away and turning anyone away because this is about the community and giving back and bringing people on. So there's a lot of people. Um, like I was saying to you, sometimes I get pulled out by the few people coming to spar me and then learn the hard way. But I'm not going to lie, I can't keep fighting a whole internet. So I can't be bothered with that. I, I, a couple of guys called me recently. I was like, "Listen, guys, I don't even. Want, I don't want to. You're too grown for that. You know. I know, but you know, these, these people are. There's some. Sometimes I don't believe they're actually true. So I, I called it on, and when they, when they actually turned, I gave them credit because I didn't think they were. So like you said, now I'm evolving. I'm doing stuff. I'm not getting out to all of that, and I just leave them. I just let them do what they want to do. First, I'm a businessman, and at the same time, I'm not going to go in there and do shit that doesn't. It's, it's lowering where I am. You know what I mean? So I just kind of left it. But the, the world of boxing is it's a crazy place, but at the same time, 
I've, I've had the best time of my life in boxing, travelling, um, involving. Like you look like you made some great links in that over the years with uh, right some people that's incredible. Involving around the world, not even just here, like in America. I've I get seen, the same so like, uh, love and respect. Jay Bruce, yeah, yeah, like yeah, big people out there. Top rank, um, I'm at the top rank gym with those boys, um, Frank Shea, he owns that top rank gym. Um, um, and then with all them, that, what's that? Big, big baby Anderson, Gerard yeah, Anderson, yeah, yeah. good part of those boys, Shakur Stevenson, Coach K is my guy. Um, so go in there, I get the same respect from the media, I've got a lot of love and attention from them out there. So that's just over the years, me. It's not about money. I spend my whole month work hard and travel and do shit and enjoy my life around the world. I mean, it's about building those links, isn't it? Building it's, it's, that it's, circle. It's you look like you're great being in the right place at the right time when the big things are happening. You're putting yourself out there and making the miles and you're traveling over and making them links. No, absolutely. Things take time and they're starting to mold and shape now in the right, you know, in the right way. I always say to you, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You have got to have the right pieces and slowly they take their time to form, and then you get the whole picture once you, you know, put the application and time together. You know, sometimes bits missing. If you miss a bit of your infrastructure, you know, your your whole shit will collapse. So for me, I've just been working and putting things together. There's a long way to go. Of there's, course, there's still loads of things to do, and um, I'm gonna continue working on that. But you know what I mean? The most important thing is we have that infrastructure from the ground up and building and trying to do good things in boxing. So, like you said, you look like a great businessman from the outset. You look like you're making all the correct moves. Is there anyone who sort of mentored you and helped you along the way? Um, was it sort of self-taught yourself? Yeah, it's, I think it's self-taught just along the journey, you know what I mean? And being a key listener. Listening is very important. And there was times in the game. Hey, you've got to try and use your feet a little bit more on some of them. That's a bit better, there you go. Um, you know, people like Adam Booth talking to him for years over when me and Dillian was down there. I didn't know why I was uh, talking to him so much in the office, asking all these questions. Things like being with the Klitschko, asking a lot of questions, talking to them. I've been in good company being able to pick these guys' brains on many things, you know, business side and other aspects. And it's slowly coming, it's coming together. At, at this junction now, you know, we're, we're just starting to, you know, maybe seeing a lot more taking off in the aspect of things. And hopefully this year is going to be a good year. But all those things put together, it's just me kind of talking to people, being a talkative person and kind of being inquisitive. I think more so, you studying and taking in and saying, that's, oh, that's, that's the key, the inquisitiveness, learning from these yeah. people. Lucky you've been in the right position around the right people. Exactly. You've soaked it all in and tried to feed into what they're doing. These are all sort of boxing royalty, some of these people. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen, there's some, like, a lot of good, good people. And like you say, there's other good people that I've got as mentors that are helping me with certain things that give me a little pep talk. But at the same time, I'm on job anyway. And there's people I can talk to and they, I just listen to what they've been through and then kind of, use that or trying to you know say oh, and this is someone who's made a mistake how do i learn from that how do i better this um and this is what we do we just kind of you know continue to grow evolution in life you grow you get older you wise up you, you mature and that's what we just continue to do like i said you're, you're a great sort of role model and sort of the kids to look at and sort of be mentored by you so um, you're a great example and um, obviously young men who are sort of stuck in the wrong path um, on this channel most of the people we've had on have sort of been the bad examples of the wrong path and obviously it doesn't end, doesn't end very well so it's great to have someone who's obviously doing the right thing and obviously set the right path but like before obviously boxing stuff like this did you ever get stuck in the streets or anything yeah. I'm, listen, I've known a lot in that side of the town. I don't go into it. It's not about me glorifying it. Most people know me 
and they know exactly what I come from. I think also, I think they're more surprised how I've changed, how much I have changed. I've been there. Uh, I don't really talk about and go into stuff because I didn't want it affecting me with certain moves I was making. So I didn't kind of, you know, you've got to be smart and make the right move, like I was saying, and chase the right moves at the right time. But most of the guys understand we all have checkered passes and come from things. And, um, you know, I was no different. But, you know, yeah, I was worse than some and maybe not as worse than some. So I think that's the greatest thing then, like I said, obviously we don't need to go into details about what you're up to or anything like this, but just the fact you were on the wrong path, the fact that you've been able to turn it around, teach yourself has been the greatest example, isn't it? Of sort of self-learning and what you can achieve, you know? I think, and, and that's another reason a lot of the young boys who come, these are a lot of young boys in here from the neighbourhood, they respect me because they know where man's come from and the guys, you know, what's been about. So when I'm talking to them, they kind of listen. And even now we're getting a lot of young brothers coming from around the way and wanting to train and kind of do more in boxing because boxing's evolving in a whole match room has done a tremendous job of making boxing you know in this elite position where it is now Joshua, Dillian, Fury, those kind of boys, Derek Chisora, a lot of the guys in this group from around similar demographic they've all come from the mud even Fury's come from the mud and they've all climbed up um, council boys or whatever they caravan and come from this kind of low level and built up so for me I kind of have a lot of different guys coming in there and kind of like you know um, oh god damn yeah these guys have got this has got left there's no uh what's it called technical <laughs> But um, these young guys that are coming in, there's some amateur guys, they come in early a lot of the time to watch and watch me talk to the guys and show them certain moves and do stuff, you get me? So I'm happy to inspire the younger generation and bring on. And with the show as well, I'm giving opportunities to other people to get jobs as well, because I'm hiring people that know local people. So yeah, you touched on that earlier, obviously you just started a promotion, obviously yeah. Black Box Global. Yeah. Um, and it's a proper license, you're licensed yeah, yeah, with, with, with the board, yeah. so congratulations yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah, my team, we've got everything you know, notched up and we're doing a good and job. And you had your that. first show just before Christmas. Yeah, November the 6th and now the next show is um, 12th of February. So, so going back to your first show, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, talk about it. Was it success? How, how hard oh, it was work was it to put together your first show? Yeah, it's very hard and stressful. This time it's not been as stressful because when you do something once, I think you said it becomes a little bit more easier to do it the second time. There's still a lot of stress because I've had quite a lot of pull-ups on this show. Covid, injuries and stuff, but luckily I had quite a lot of people in reserve and I managed to put all those people in reserve. I've still got 11 people on the card, which is phenomenal. But we're two weeks out, I'm still trying to add one more fighter and we're going to, we're going to see um, that position. Oh, shit, but, um, so I'm sure that's a great opportunity to sort of get your own boxes on the day and actually control them, sort of similar to what you said. Matt Barrett does, he gets into the position where they're ready for the big shows, exactly. the That's what it's all about, we're building them on there, we're getting them, because the show, we've done, we done good numbers, we've we got big production there, like the big boys, big monitors. I saw it, it looked fantastic. Yeah, we had, a, we had a big sellout down there, so what it was, is those guys are used to that atmosphere, that cold gym atmosphere, because what happens, a lot of guys feel when they go on the big shows, they're not used to the environment, being on the big screen, they're like, wow, I'm here, it's over Orin. We don't want to have that. You know what I mean? So what I'm trying to teach them is that we're gonna, you know, be ready and 
prepared in every aspect. You know what I mean? What shots people might throw, dealing with media side, I do a lot of media. That's why when I done the press conference here, it was a big press conference, loads of people here. And it was exciting for these boys, because a lot of them were like, wow, this felt like matching kind of press conferences. So much media. And it took like hours, like a matching show. So I think the guys were kind of like um, impressed. And I was happily impressed. You know, I, obviously, I know the look I'm trying to achieve, and 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 then putting it together um, was was a momentous moment in my life. Because a lot of people say, "What was your biggest moment for um, 2021?" And I, I, I thought it was maybe going to the shows in um, America's because I went um, the, the Camposis, Lopez, um, then I went Devin Haney and Jojo Diaz, and then I went Javonta Davis and Pitbull. But before that, I would say was my show, but I didn't kind of forget the significance and what, what it tells and what I'd done and what an achievement for someone coming from where I've come from, the background where I was, to spin my life around. I wouldn't even say a 3 6, I'm saying a 7 20 beat because it's a double double flip where we change it up and we, are, we hold different folks now at the same time, still garnering the respect from the young ones and people around because they're saying, what well, you know what, there's power moves and we've got to give, you know, something. I've got these little young boys, they're all doing their team coming through, hopefully. They might be people that, that will be coming through in the next generation and young folks who are coming up and trying to do stuff, you know what I mean? Of course, so, so you say you've got your second show then in February, February 12th, is it? Yeah, about two and a half weeks, about two, 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 two weeks. And where's that? Is that at to Tolworth again? Tolworth Center, yeah. Got to try and keep them in check. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, but these guys are, they're moving strange in that. Yeah, they, they're getting busy in there. So your next show at Tolworth, like you say, still tickets available? Yeah, yeah, we've got tickets available. So obviously. guys, we'll put the link below in the description, make sure you check yeah, that no, out. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. We're getting, obviously, I, I, I sell quite a bit of tickets myself. Mine's nearly all gone, but the fighters have got tickets and we've got some online. Um, maybe I'll get a few more, we'll see, but we've still got tickets available at this juncture. And like you say, what fight are you looking for then? If we put this out, they can get in touch with you. What fight are you missing? What weight? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter if, there's, if, there's, if, there's, if the there's a professional and they can sell tickets and they can get on and pay for their opponent, then all good means hit me up and see if there's a space. Obviously, I'm hoping to get an answer over the next couple of days and uh, see what's going on, you know what I mean? But it's just one of them. I, think, I, I thought he was coming in. Of course. And so, um, talk to us about your stable of fight at the moment then. So, who are you managing at the moment? Who have you got? Uh, so, you got everything you've seen earlier. Yeah. Tony Banj is not here. Yeah, so I've seen him. He's a real good, talented fighter. Yeah, yeah, he's coming up. He's doing some good things. He's got good plans for some good skills, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he, sometimes he's too brave for his own good. So I'm trying to take that away from him. We've got Ifey over there. Dave looks after him. Me and Dave kind of look after Ifey. Then we've got, I've got some new young guys who I'm signing. Um, I can't remember his name right now, it's a bad of me, but I've got them, but he's a good talented light heavyweight kid, he's 23. He's um he's had no amateur fights, but listen, big solid kid, his name is Spence Oakley, I think. He's come from White Queen, he's had a few of them, but he didn't but I took him down there, he sparred with a um a cruiserweight professional, 10 and 07 knockout, and he handled himself really, really well. He went down a little bit at the end because he was tired. Not down that, but just lungs went down. But he's tough kid, he's too tough for his own good. So I've got him. Um, another thing I'm getting into, I just signed my first journeyman. So <laughs> I'm going into that lane. And who's that then? Um, his name is Dean. Right now, his name's Dean as well. Shout out to all the journeymen out there. Yeah, big up them. Those are the right guys there. at the stables. Yeah. So that's why I've gone into that lane because I want to be in control of this whole system on what my direction is going. So. Um, 
And um, you know, I'm sorry, you've got the platform in order to put people on straight away. So I'm looking after a girl in America, Tierra Brown. She's 12 and 08 knockouts, I think, or 11 or 08 knockouts, I think. Um, so we're just seeing what's going on with her, but I'm trying to cut some deals a bit funny. I'm literally in the process of organizing. I think we'll, we'll um, match with USA, I'm talking to them. I know the lawyer out there, Sean. And then Kevin Rooney, another one, they run Match Room USA. So they've contacted me about, I'll talk to them in um, Las Vegas about the, the fights, and they offered me the WBA world title, 130 pounds for her. Um, so if something's happening with that, that's a little bit of a stalemate. But hopefully, early this week, they hit me up last week on Thursday and said, Can she do 126? So maybe there's a world title shot at 126 in America yeah. on the zone, but let's see because she's a bit frustrated right now because she wants to get out and fight and do something. And I understand it. Cool. I understand it, but let's see what happens. I've, I've got. Um, oh, that one was. Oh, that's. Oh, you got through it anyway. That was a so, what would you say your main focus, though, is going into obviously with Jan, just back down in February 2022? Is it more the promoting than the managing these so, days? Do you know what? I'm going to do both because obviously it comes hand in hand. I've got to manage them to get them out. So, well, so well. Everyone, I'm, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to coach, manage. It's, it's a lot of. It's a lot. You know, but I, I'm gonna do it as long as I can because I feel the guys need me, and if, as much as I can give them, I'll give them my all until I need to get someone else second and bring them in uh, uh, to take over where I'm at. And I'll still be able to, I'll still try and come down and do everything I can because it's very important. Look, man, oh god, it's not good business. Yo, yo, yeah, just, just put it up there for me. Yeah, so um, like I said, now that you're obviously doing the promoting, it should be a lot easier for you to sort of take on some clients. Um, exactly. Obviously, the biggest thing standard box is the platform, isn't it? Because you always get them on, and obviously you it's can't the, get everyone on these matchroom shows. Exactly. Can you, um, so, yeah, this away. is why I opened this door. And obviously, like I say, you mentioned Pat Barrett earlier. I mean, he's done great things with bringing fighters through. People like his Zelfa and Lynn and he's managed to get them on the big shows with the big deals from doing it. I want to do similar things. Get them off the ground. Get them understanding boxing, get them to 7, 8 and 0, 9 and 0, 10 and 0, and then look at where we go and who we can. So like I said, um, so any boxers, or inspiring boxers out there that's struggling for a platform, struggling for uh, management, they can also get in touch with you. Yeah, they can hit me up and we'll have a chat. If I can help them, I'll definitely look at it and see where they are. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a whole package that needs to be done. Because if they're way out from where we need them to be, it's gonna, I can't just take on people with white colours and they're not got the experience and they're not durable enough, they're not tough enough, they don't sell enough tickets. I can't make miracles. Yeah. I can open up the door and put you right here, but you're going to have to perform in some capacity and give us something, you know? Um, of course. And obviously, you're still, still obviously going to be doing the music management and that. Yeah, the music. That's we're, not we're, no, no, we're doing that. We're literally just trying to... Um, Schema's album is going to hopefully be dropping this year soon. And then what we're looking for is probably doing a headline show. You know what I mean? So that's, of course. that's where we're at with that. I look forward to seeing that. And then obviously I was going through your Instagram and then I saw a footballer being signed by Ray. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah, so you're yeah, involved in that. Yeah, as well. so yeah, the monkey little cousin. I've been looking after him for years, so um we got him, he's doing good. And I've got a few others I'm talking to about signing footballers and seeing where I can place them, but football is hard though. It's super competitive. Very, very hard. There's so, so there's millions out there trying to get the yeah, slots out there. So. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is this is where we um we're trying to work. So we're we're across all the ponds. We're trying to you know and we're trying to link up with other people as well. If there's other people who's doing certain things that we can come together and make it a bigger platform, a bigger force. So I'm open to that as well. But look, it's not just about me. I'm trying to build something that's going to be a legacy um, here. 
and that will go forward and do great things and beyond. It's just like Jay Prince, they got the they got the music, they got the boxing, they had Floyd, they, had, they got Drake, they, they, they're doing everything. So that's why I go there and link them boys. Um, Antonio Leonard, my uncles as well, him and Jay's partners. I always go to Texas, go to his, and then we link up with those guys. But there's, there's great scope, you know, to travel the world is to, is the world is the oyster. You've got to go out and see the world and see different things and see what's out there. You know what I mean? Of course, and so um, talk to me about 2022, what we can look forward to with yourself. How many shows are you going to be trying to put on this year? Um, so we've got one now. I think we, we might be able to get four, maybe four, five, four, five, maybe say four, because I don't want to be travelling and living a bit. I've got to do other shit. I'm thinking maybe four to five maximum. But then I'm, 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 my friend's got a show in Dubai. On March the 5th, I'm trying to get a kid on. Um, it's a good platform. It's got Marcus, my downer on that. Awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be good for him to get out there. And then I'll be mixing with other platforms, getting boys on other platforms as well. So maybe four, five will be the absolute max, I think. Because I don't want to overcook and over um, push myself and spread myself too thin. You know what I mean? Because it it's a lot to take on. Like I say, you look like you've already got a lot of things to do at the moment anyway. You don't really need to take anything more on board, do you? You come through and I attacked you for the last bit. And um, so what do you think the, the one key is to your success? What's allowed you to be successful? What bit of advice would you give to people out there? I think my, my, my biggest asset is my determination. As much as I doubt myself at times, I have doubted myself. I think as much when I doubt myself, I come back and I push on, or my, my woman, she's very encouraging and pushed me on. There's the times where, you know, I've probably doubted myself and she's like, look, no, just don't worry about this or don't worry about that. There's no point getting upset about this. And then it encouraged me and I said, you know what, you're right. And then I'll just go on and face it. And it actually ends up always being better than I imagined, whatever I think I was going through, you know what I mean? Or if you get annoyed or frustrated or you feel like the door's closed in your face when sometimes it's just maybe not that. Sometimes we overthink things and maybe have an irrational thought and more than a rational thought. You know, if someone doesn't call you back, saying, oh, they're not calling back, they're cunt. Instead of thinking maybe, you know what, he's busy, he will return my call. If it's not today, it might be, it might be next week. You know, little things like that. I think there's many things, but my determination and um, me putting myself where I need to be in the right position. Because it's all about brand placement. It's, you know, me being here every fight, doing this, doing interviews. All of that is together, but it's the perseverance and the determination. As much as you might do things wrong or get a slap or a punch in the face, continue to grow and evolve more than anything. That's, I think, my biggest thing, just being determined to go through stuff. Travel the world, don't know anyone, still go there like I own the place and get in and people are asleep. <laughs> it's mad. Well, I love watching it from the accent. It's inspiring. You like to say you're a great role model for everyone out there, you know, and uh, don't forget, especially you haven't gone from the uni sort of background or the college background, you've come yeah, from the streets, no, 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 turned no, no. it all around, using them skills, you're adaptable, you're evolving in your soul, aren't you? You're learning more Absolutely, man. We, we evolve as, as people, as you get older, as you get wiser, and you, you know, you know, you're not too old to learn. There's always learning to do. So that's another thing people hold for this. Or obviously, if you're like maybe 45, 50, and you say you're going to go and say you're just a likelihood is it's not going to happen. But we got to be everything within reason um, and have a bit of logic with your, your planning. But make sure your infrastructure from the beginning is always the fundamentals are are strong and build right. You know what I mean? And don't run before you can walk.
Of course, well, uh, I'd like to say I really appreciate the opportunity today, Dean, to obviously sit down with and you. And we've been chopping it up, man, it's fine that we got together, you know. Yeah, and obviously, hopefully, down the line, we can do a proper sit down and talk a little bit more in depth about when obviously you've got your foot more in the door of certain things, then you can sort of open up a little bit more about the sort of troubles and trauma of the past, you know. But um, before we obviously leave you today, we've got to sort of touch on what Dillian's up to at the moment. Obviously, we've seen so much stuff in the press all the time about, obviously, we saw the Perth split. We saw, we thought it was going to happen there, but then the Spurs was 80-20, they're not getting the fight together, we're talking, hearing step aside money, what's going on with uh, Dillian? No, he's alright, you know, I mean, obviously we've been chatting last few days, every day, but we don't, you know what, I don't really, we just talk about, oh, how you doing, what's going on, what's going on, he's asking me what's going on on the show, I say what's going on, because I haven't been able to get there, normally I'm at every camp normally, because I, I, I give a little bit of time, a couple of weeks, to go out there and train and do my sit, um, throughout, but he's okay, obviously, I know there's, the legal battle that's going on, which is going to be around the corner, um, arbitration, the splits is what they're saying, I guess, but Eddie said he's going to appeal with the split offer, but I think, I've heard the talks of um, Step Aside, I'm not 100% sure, I haven't, we haven't even discussed that, I do need to, I said, um, come on, Mrs. Oh, what did he say, is he, have you not spoken about that, and I said, ah, I haven't even asked him about that, because it probably brings out a more moodier side in him. If you get my meaning, because he's like, because he does get that. When I say what's going on, oh, you know, like, he's, he's, yeah, he's frustrated. So I don't touch on things that would ignite unnecessary contention with us as well in our conversation. Because if I say that, then it might be like it starts to get irate. And then I'm going to cuss him. He's going to cuss him. We just get into a slagging match. But I do need to ask him really, because it's kind of interesting. I saw Joshua come out and said, no, he ain't got no contract. So it's kind of a. But you know what? Um, I, I, maybe I talked to one of the guys, but from what I spoke to when I last remember, I know there's some legal matters going on, and until they're done, nothing else ain't going on. That's what I, I, I was kind of under the illusion. Well, hopefully they can sort themselves out soon, so you could be obviously fighting. Of course, look, now, we, we all want to see. Look, he's a mandatory. And one way, when you become mandatory, there's no way out of getting out of that. It's either vacates or they step aside and they fight him at the end. What so about the unification fight though? Does that not oversee, doesn't it? The yeah, uh, yeah, it does. But what I'm saying is the unification is, because he's mandatory already, it was before that, so I, I can't see. You know, I thought even if you are but remember, no, what you got to remember is Joshua is still in the position because he's already in reenacted, yeah, got contract reenacted, he's rematched for. So that's why that's probably been stopped as well. So, yeah. I mean, so now that's why they've been offered step aside money, I guess. So we saw this stuff in the media a few years ago. I don't know how true it was that obviously Dillian got offered the Joshua rematch. Is that true? Obviously Dillian got offered the Joshua rematch, and like obviously is he regretting not taking it now? When uh, yeah, Joshua lost that time. That was that was the same opportunity. But then at the same time, when you know what your worth is, you're thinking, oh, look, you offered Andy Ruiz eight million or nine million. How would you offer him eight or nine million? You offered Dillian five million, and Dillian's a big is a pay per view star. He does his own shows. You got to look at the maths and make sense of what you're offering. I know. You're offering they offered Baby Miller, same, when they were fighting 10 million or 9 million, but then you offered Dillian 5. These guys don't sell pay-per-views. It makes no sense. Who's offering him that money? It's Eddie. And Eddie's going to be Dillian's guy. These other people aren't Dillian's guy. You know where, obviously, Eddie doesn't have contracts, does he, with his fighters? You know, like, if it goes to Perspids and Eddie doesn't win, like, why would Dillian give him part of his check? And the management team in the next fight, especially when Eddie at certain times doesn't say this. It, it doesn't look like he has his best interest at heart, but what you've got to bear in mind, Joshua is Eddie's star. 
So when it comes to Joshua and anyone else, it's never happened. But if it's Dillian versus someone else, yeah. then it might it'll be a secondary thing. But as we all can see in the game, it's it's, it's very apparent. You know who the, the guy. And we understand if you're looking at the business, Joshua does big business. He's, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a cash cow, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, well, so hopefully Dillian will get a shot at some point this year. Um, hopefully he deserves a shot. Certainly does he? And um, obviously we look forward to seeing obviously more success for yourself this year. More shows. Hopefully I'll come to the shows on uh, in February. And yeah, I wish you the best of luck the rest of your year, Dillian. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming down. For getting our journey um, documented and putting some stuff out. You know what I mean? Really appreciate your time, my guy. Much appreciated.